are live and back, coming at you live from the Blake Bortles Memorial Studios. I am Britt. I'm Craig. We are the Football Fignuts, and this is episode 113, season 3, episode 13, if you like breaking it up like that. Craig, how the hell are you? Um, still got this stupid cough. It's highly annoying. It is. It really yeah, is. Sorry about last week. It was just... Last week, we, 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 will, yeah. we will apologize, and it, the, the funniest thing is the whole field conditions thing, which we'll talk about in a second. We are still learning, folks. There are times where we are not going to be able to be in the same room. Right. My, I almost wasn't here tonight. I have a presentation at a conference tomorrow morning, so I'm going to drive my butt across state tomorrow morning. Luckily, we don't live in like California. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut's like, even with like back roads, 90 minutes from any point in it to any other point in it. <laughs> pretty much. Maybe two hours tops. But I'm going to drive my butt across state in the morning so that I could be here tonight because Craig and I were like, eh, we don't want to mess with the Skype again right now. But And of course... The one episode where we do have audio problems is the one episode we get a nice bump from our friends at the <laughs> Field course. Conditions podcast. If you're not listening to Field Conditions, it's an AccuWeather forecast. It's a little 30-minute quick one. They do uh, roundtables. They talk about weather impact on games. College and games. College games, too. And then they have guests. I was their guest last week. It also conveniently was the one week this year that the <laughs> metric decided not to be good. Huh. Um, and it's funny because... It's a short segment that I did for them, so I didn't get to give them all the picks. Yeah, it was only like 15 minutes, maybe. Because I screamed last week about using Greg Olson, and he was terrible. And I did not say that on their podcast, oh, so I was so glad. <laughs> what I did say was this. Yes. I look, went back and listened to it again because I'm like, oh, God, how bad did I mess up? Because I did not cash this week in DFS. I Once every five or six weeks, my system just doesn't work. That's just the method of the world. That's why I play double ups so that I can win four out of five weeks. I said to them... If you want that, the metric loves Daniel Jones, yeah, which turned out to be a bit of a mistake. I think he came in about two to two and a half times value. So Daniel Jones didn't quite make it. I said, I think he's a little riskier play. The stud play is Patrick Mahomes, who also didn't make value. But I said, the safe play is Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan did make value. He did. I think he was second or third in passing the week. Right. Last week. What really killed us this week was a lot of injuries. Well, um, everyone's dead. I had, I had Kirk in a bunch of lineups, and, and then he didn't work out. Um, but you know what? The, the more people I've talked to, I talked to some folks uh, in and outside the industry, a lot of folks suffered last week with a double up. So not to worry. We're going to bounce back this week and get it going. Let's uh, let's start with what we're drinking. I am Because I have a major conference in the morning, I am drinking water. Right. Um, but Craig, I brought you a present. You did. Because I, bag I happened to go to, to the Beer Axe. Um, and while Craig is good, I'll tell the story. So the Beer Axe is this cooperative beer brewing for a lot of the smaller brewers in Connecticut so that they don't have to own their own things. So, Craig, tell me what that can says. This says Storm 51 Hoax Brewing. Uh, it's an IPA, 7%. And, and, and we'll let Craig go from there. As Craig's opening it up. So I went to use the bathroom while we were in their tasting room. The bartender was super friendly. He was one of the brewers. Bush. There we go. And he, while I was in the bathroom, he told my wife a story that I will tell Craig now before he sips this. Okay. He was saying that he's helping one of his the guys from Hoax, and this was a couple weeks ago, so it's probably happening right about now, brew a very special beer. Okay. And my wife was intrigued. Special beers. That's right. what brings us out to the place. Right. He yeah. goes, we had to get special permission from the state of Connecticut oh, dear. to brew this beer. Oh. So now she's really intrigued. So she's like, What's so special about this beer? Well, it kind of involves goat's bones. 
And my wife, my wife went, I'm sorry. I thought you just said goat bones, like the bones from like a goat, like a billy goat. And he went, yeah, the recipe calls for you to brew them with the bones of a goat. How old is his recipe? I have no idea, but Hoax's Hoax's big thing is that they're the beer of choice of the afterlife. So a lot of their cans have like skeletons on it, things of that nature. uh, This one's got an alien, an alien with a human hand, right? So I mean, it's their big thing is like the afterlife and the paranormal. So I'm not surprised. I don't know. I know, but my I came back from the bathroom and my wife was like, "I'm gonna finish my beer and I'm all set," and I'm like, (laughs) "Okay." I think that weirded her out a little bit that they're making a goat beer. So. All right, try this. Right. Let me tell me tell me what okay. you think. I've had it. I want to see what Craig thinks before I tell you what There's guys. There's no distinct think. smell. Really. No, I mean it's, you tell it's beer, but it's not like you're not getting hey, slapped I'm in the face right. with any particular aroma. Bobby's going for it. Let's see what he thinks. Oh, he's making a confused face. He's thinking. He's thinking. It's, it's weird. It's okay. it's kind of hoppy on the back end, right? But it's it's not dry at all. No, it's not. Weird, and there's no like distinct flavor either. No, that okay. That's exactly how I described it. I, I, it, it was like my mouth was like, "You have poured beer into me. I don't know from where. Right. I don't know what it's made from. Right. But it is definitely beer. It's definitely beer, and it's definitely sort of hoppy on the back end. But the upfront flavor profile is it's like nothing I've nothing. ever had. And I think that's it's... a wet hopped beer. I don't think they use dry hops when they. When they put the the brew in, so I think that's part of it. Huh. It does it, when I you mean, pour it into a glass. It's almost got a yellowish greenish kind of tint to it. I think it's I think it's the hops that they use in it. Huh. I right. really do. So what do, I'll what, drink it. He'll drink. That's I mean, see, that's that's how my reaction was. It's not. It's not terrible. Right. It's not my favorite beer ever. And I I so. bought that blind. I was at the, I was at the beer. Sometimes ex. you have to. Sometimes I buy beer based on the label. But that's it. I mean, the label kind of jumped out at me too. So. They're, because they're a beer collaborative, they sell a lot of the beers of the guys that brew there, but not everything's on tap. Right. So we walked over to the cooler, and it was like a miniature liquor store. We had stuff from six or seven different breweries all in front of us. We had to make some decisions. So, All right, let's move on to Burning Hot Takes. All right. What do you got for me this week? Uh, this week, hold on, I wrote some things down Oh, he phone. prepared. Good for him. <laughs> uh, first question. Hmm. <clears throat> I want to know who you think is the worst team. I'm going to give you some choices and you tell me. Okay. You want to give me a short list? Short. It's going to be only like four teams. Okay. Washington. Oh wait, before we get there, yeah. are we talking about overall or are we talking about for fantasy purposes? Either, both. Okay, Doesn't let's matter. I'll give you one for each. Washington. Okay. Arizona. Okay. Cincinnati. Okay. And Miami. Okay, of those four teams, the one that's absolutely worst for fantasy is the Miami Dolphins. There is no one on that roster I can feel confident using on a regular basis. So I'm going to go with that. But I don't think the Dolphins are the worst team on there. I think probably the worst overall team on there is Washington. Washington is a tire fire where they don't even know that they're on fire. And that's a huge problem. But they have bits. Right. Um, You know, when Darius Geis is healthy, which is very rare, he does okay. Terry McLaurin has been fantastic, He's except also for the injured. fact. Well, that and that's the other thing that killed me in field field um, oh, yeah. field conditions. He was one of my recommended plays, and he doesn't play. So was Mike Williams. Mike Williams was out. So I gave you three names on the podcast. Only one of them played. It was Larry Fitz, and he was okay. He didn't make super value that night. So, oh, you guys shoot me in the foot when you get get exposure. <laughs> oh, 
It's like getting there. It's like being a magician and doing a trick nine times out of ten. But when they film your HBO special, the freaking pigeon flies out early. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just frustrating. Um, but so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say Miami is the most woeful team um, over uh, for fantasy purposes. But Washington is clearly on paper the worst team in the league. What do you think? But would you even use Washington in fantasy? Oh, I'm, I use McLaurin. When McLaurin is healthy, I'll use McLaurin. I, hell, when McLaurin went down, don't forget this weekend I was at my board gaming convention. Right. So I found out McLaurin was out. What, what had happened? Like very early Sunday morning or late Saturday night? Yep. I had. I found out I had like two hours. I had very little time, so I just plugged in Paul Richardson across the across the board because I figured Richardson's catch share would increase. Unfortunately, so did every other idiot out there. <laughs> and Paul Richardson in the le- in the pools I was in last weekend, he was not good. Was thirty eight to forty percent owned, and I'm like, holy crap, he's Paul Richardson. Yeah, I get he's only thirty seven hundred dollars, but come on, folks, I did it out of desperation. People with time to research this should not have put him in. Anyway, what, answer your own question. What do you think the worst teams are? You know, I, I I would have to agree with you. Miami, I almost kind of feel, I don't think they are, but I feel like Miami's starting to like just purposely tank. Like, I don't want to say that they are or assume that they are, but sometimes it kind of looks that way. Okay. Uh, Josh Rosen doesn't look good at all, uh, so I no. don't think he's going to be proving anyone wrong about where they took him. And yeah, Washington, they just, I don't, they just seem lost. Now, here's the thing. What would you, what are you going to do with, um, what would you do with Haskins? I don't think you can throw Haskins out there. I just don't. You, I mean, you can. I mean, well, it's not going to help. He keeps going. He's like, oh, well, this is my quarterback this week, and now, now I'm going to change my mind. And like, but that's and he came out. That's not going to help Haskins at all. And he came out today and said he doesn't know who's starting in week three. Keenum's in a walking boot. Haskins, he's not committing to. He even used the words Colt McCoy. Remember him? Yes, (laughs) yes. And that's when you're talking desperation. Yeah, they literally have no idea who they're going to play this week. Who they put? Oh God, they're hosting the Patriots. Yes. Oh, am I, am you I, want to put Haskins out there? Just I, let them learn. Or let them get killed. They can't protect anybody. They can't protect anybody. Every time AP has had a hole, and I, I've seen a couple good runs where AP is, I'm like, oh, he's going to bust off for ten. Somebody blows a block and he gets hit like for a yard gain. You can see the frustration on the player's face. They cannot. There's, they're, they're. Skills are fine. Some of their skill position players are fine, but the guys in, in the offensive line are not. And it, it's it's yeah. Woeful. I mean that's that's Cincinnati's problem. I mean, yeah, your offensive line is shot. I mean, Andy Dalton got sacked eight times and rushed eleven more times, and you're not going to win. The other problem is happening. Andy Dalton holds the ball way too much, and your receivers don't work hard enough to get open. I'm going to say it. He does, and now that two of them are injured, two of them are down. Yeah, two of them are down. But this with against the Steelers this past the last week, mm-hmm. it was the offensive line. Totally. You watch Michael Thomas work, even with Teddy Bridgewater. You watch Michael Thomas work. He never stands still for more than a second or two when he thinks he's got a shot to get the ball. If he stops, turns, and you're not looking at him, and the ball is not heading in his direction already, he puts his hand in the air and he starts running. He changes directions. He's always moving. I don't see that out of Cincinnati. If they don't release the ball in .5 seconds after the snap, it's probably not going to be a successful passing play. I just don't see it. And you see the same thing no. in Washington. I know you love your Bengals. I love Joe no, Mixon. I know. Joe I Mixon. Know. I still think I'm going to stick <laughs> to my guns on this. Joe Mixon's going to end up in the top five at the end of the year. Two of their offensive linemen are hopefully coming back within weeks. So God willing, that will help. Right. All right. So my question for you. Yeah. I'm going to give you the top five according to CBS Sports right now. Okay. These are the top five 
quarterbacks point-wise. Point-wise. I want you to tell me. Fantasy point-wise. Right. Okay. Who will not, most definite in your mind, will not be in the top five when the season ends? All right. Who's the pretender after week four? Okay. I'm going to go down the list in order from one to five. Pat Mahomes, Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers. One of those five. One more time. Mahomes, Jackson, Ryan, Wilson, Rivers. If you were to tell me, Britt, this guy is not going to stay in the top five, who would it be? Mm, as of right now. At the end of the season, they will not be in the top five. As of right now, I'm yes. going to say Matt Ryan. Really? I think the Atlanta. I'm surprising. I think Atlanta just has issues. They do, but he keeps like scoring garbage. He keeps scoring garbage. That's true that he does. But also, his, last year he had seven interceptions. He already has six. But he had his worst fantasy week last week at 28 points. It's the first time all season he's been under 30 points. And they got decimated. They only scored 10 points against Indy. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Atlanta is a great looking team on paper. And then in practice, there's just something wrong. There is such talent on that team and they can't. I don't think they ever recovered after the Super Bowl loss. I don't think they did. I think you're right. I don't think they did. And a lot of the pieces are the same. Julio was there. Ryan was there. Devontae Freeman was still there. I think yeah. he was the backup at that point, was but he was there. there. Sanu no? might have come in after. No, I think Sanu was there. I don't remember. Ridley came after. Yeah. Hooper was there. I think that was Hooper's first year. Oh, anyway. Yeah, I- I'm going to go in a different way. I think I think the, the pretender in the top five is Russell Wilson. I just... I, think so i just he's having I, the best year of his career yeah through four games he is i don't have him very high this week i mean he's but here's the thing i'm looking at his numbers right now again this is cbs's scoring system right he's only been over 30 points two out of four weeks the reason he's up this high is because in week three he had 55 points so he had that one stellar week it's like like sammy watkins is in the top five or top 10 wide receivers he had one good week yeah so I, i'm i think i think as the season progresses on we're going to see that that kind of change so, all right, what um, what have, what have you got for me to finish up? Um, so my next question is, and we sort of talked about this on our little podcast or chatting thread. Yeah. So here's my issue with the NFL and rules, because I know really they're just guidelines. Yeah. It bothers me, and I'm not saying, and I'm not defending Vontez Perfect at all. No, yes, you are. No, I'm not. You've, you've been a perfect <laughs> apologist since day one. It's okay. I'm not for this last hit. Um, where was I going? Oh, yeah. So... My issue is I feel like the refs call it when they – I feel it's an objectionable word I'm looking for. Subjective? Sub, yeah, it's a subjective call, and it shouldn't be. Oh, it, it either, absolutely shouldn't be. It either is or it isn't. And you and I have had this conversation before. There's two people where if you make contact with their head under any circumstances, right. then you are you should be done. And that is when you're a quarterback behind the line of scrimmage or when you're a receiver attempting to make a catch. That's it. Right. And it, those should be, in my mind, no because question. During the Bale game, I think it was Connor or Samuels put their head down and rammed into a cornerback. Which is why you can't everyone, say on running you can do it. That's exactly it. Right. And everyone was like, there's no, you know, everyone's like calling for a flag and they just walk away with the ball. So I'm like, what? It's either is or it isn't. Right. I, I think, I think that, I do think that the situation does matter, but I think it should be consistent. If you lower your head as a runner, no matter don't, who's running, right, don't come crying to me. But if you're a quarterback in the pocket, or if you're a wideout who has stopped to catch a ball or is trying to catch a ball on the run, and somebody rams you with their helmet in right. the head, I've got a significant issue with that. 
But if you're a runner and you're like, I'm going to lower my shoulders, try to get slower to the ground so I can get an extra two yards out of it, and you get hit in the head, you put yourself in that position. So if anything, they need to start teaching folks to not do that. But that's the old school smash mouth football kind of thing. Right. I mean, perfect was that was that was a defenseless receiver. No, that was. That was a defenseless receiver. So we're going to move along because believe yes. it or not, I did the math in my head this week. Yeah. We we have five episodes this month because of the way freaking Halloween falls. So All right, we got to move it along. So let's play okay. America's favorite game. All righty. The, the, uh, the abridged version because this week, yeah. there are no lines under 40. Really? There are no games to avoid, avoid, but there are games to target. So Craig, okay. you're going to get three strikes. All right. I got three games on my list that are at least 48 and a half points. Okay. Only one's over 50. So I want you to give me those three games. What three games does Vegas say are going to be high scoring this week? All right. Um, Saints, Bucks. Wrong. Wow. Bucks at Saints is a 47. All right. All right. Oh, come on. Get, just, Chiefs, Colts. There you go. The obvious one is Chiefs, Colts. Over under is 57. Yep. 57. Wow. And the Colts are 11 point underdogs. I want to take the Colts here. <laughs> the Chiefs have played two back-to-back close games. They have. Where they have their defense has been like, yeah, the first quarter we're not going to we're just going to not do anything. And then yeah. all of a sudden Patrick Chiefs. Mahomes is like, "Oh, we've got to play ball." <laughs> and and then they've got and they go out there and they 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 do this. So I I, I kind of want to take the Colts here cuz I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I think the Colts are going to cover. Can it get to 57? You're talking about, well, if you follow the spread, you're talking about roughly 35, 24-ish. Yeah, I can see that. I can see it. Chiefs' defense is not spectacular. No, not even close. (laughs) All right, so that's one. You got one strike and you got two more on the board. Uh, Falcons-Texans. Correct. That's a 48 and a half. So I love that game for the over. All right, I, I understand the Falcons only scored 10 points this week, and we just talked about how bad Atlanta has been in practice. Right. But that should be a game where the final... That should be the highest scoring game of the week in my my book. It should be. So I love that game for fantasy purposes this week. All right, so you got two right. You got two um, strikes left. There's one left. Packers, Cowboys. Wrong. Ooh. Uh, but I'm not. Oh, no, there it is. Yep, 47 and a half. So you're close, but no, that's Ooh. two strikes. You got one more shot. Hmm. And what is it? We're 47? I'll give you the exact. It's 49. 49? 49. 49 over under. And it's a tight spread, too. I'm like, wow. Really? Yeah. Only one and a half points. You know what? Let's go on a whim. I ha- it. I, I doubt it, though. Cardinals-Bengals. No. Cardinals-Bengals? <laughs> what? I don't even see that game on my list. They're Where's... playing Sunday at 1 o'clock. Where? How is it? <laughs> it's not on my list. <laughs> a game so bad that Bleacher Report didn't even give me an over-under for it. I don't have it. Wow. All right, then. Okay. The answer is Rams at Seahawks. That's what I was going to say. 49, and the Rams are point and a half underdogs in the Seattle. Rams, the Rams would out Gurley 100% or not the Rams. And Goff on the road has not been spectacular. So, yeah. They at but least, do you use Goff to save money? Maybe. Though maybe. I really, honestly, I really don't like using people on Thursday night. No. In general. I, what's the first rule? No don't Thursday night use games. Thursday night. The second rule is don't go on a one-week hot hand. All of you go right ahead and draft Wayne Gallman this week. You go <laughs> right ahead. Every single one of you crazy mofos, you go out there and grab you all the shares you can of Wayne Gallman. If you're right, good for you. 
but I am going to go with somebody who's a little bit more tried and true, and I'm going to put my money on them being better than Mr. One-Hit Wonder. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I saw the dude rushing the end zone twice last week, and I went, oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> so, explicit podcast. Don't yeah, yell it's, at me. It's marked. It's fine. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about the metric. Yes. All right. So, the metric did not get the job done last week. It happens sometimes. It does happen sometimes. It, no system is perfect. That's just the end of the story with there. And we're going to own when we have a bad week. And we had yeah. a bad week. But here's the thing. This is where in a, a two-second sign conversation, this is where bankroll management is essential. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen up. Whatever you plan on spending in your fantasy season, the problem is, let's say you put 250 bucks into DraftKings. Right. If you followed us the first couple of weeks, I'm just using my own lineups as an example. Going into week four, you had about five to six hundred bucks, about five fifty, I would reckon. The gut feeling is I can blow like three hundred dollars. I'm up. I can bet heavy. No, no. Bankroll management is when you sit there and go, I'm up and I want to stay up. So if I've started with two fifty and I'm up to five fifty, I'm not betting more than two hundred. Because if I if the if the metric is going to have an off week. Now I'm sitting with 300 bucks and I'm still up 50 bucks and I'm still in a position to go and be able to play significant numbers next week. Always keep your bankroll management in mind. The what the the big tournament players do early in a season, they play a lot of cash and double up early and they slowly but surely shift their bankroll towards tournaments later in the year because they use the cash and double ups to fund the tournament entries, but they still manage the amount they don't start betting more they start shifting the percentage of their bets over so just just a word to the wise all right let's talk about the the metric so quarterbacks right. the metric does not agree with itself um yeah there are one two three four five six guys on my list that are on the lake side and then four guys that are on the love side and the four love guys i have ranked under the lake guys so Just to remind you, folks, the metric has two components. We combine those two components, the statistical, and then there's the popularity index, which is kind of a new thing this year. It's our new wrinkle into it. Sometimes if it gives me a name at the top of the list and it's on the top of both lists, that's fantastic. Sometimes it doesn't. This week, the original metric wants to go back to Patrick Mahomes. It wants to look at Russell Wilson. It's really looking at Carson Wentz's value option against uh, the Jets but it doesn't love any of them. The only name it loves is actually the guy that is seventh statistically, which is Matt Ryan. I've been on the Matt Ryan bandwagon all year because all they do is throw the damn ball. And Craig's right. He's got six picks. He's also got three out of four games over 30 points. Right. He is going to be 5,900 on DraftKings. Do you know what we call that? If he gets to 30 points, we call that five X. And that could happen. They're playing Houston. And Houston in a game that's going to be a shootout. Well, Britt, I don't like Matt Ryan. Okay, Chase Daniel is an even cheaper option. Chase Daniel is your reach option. Because we know Trubisky's going to be out, but Trubisky was not winning ball games for Chicago, in my opinion. No. He was out there game managing. It's a poor man's Joe Flacco. So I'm not big on him. Well, Britt, I want something a little more reliable. Dak Prescott, 6,000. Green Bay is at Dallas. Okay, that is an afternoon game on Sunday. Green Bay is at Dallas. That is another game that I think has the potential to be a big-time shootout. 
So, Craig, I just tossed out a whole yeah. bunch of names. Who do you, you like? Did. Going by the matchup, I'd either go Matt Ryan or Dak Prescott. I mean, that's probably where I'm looking. I mean, if I Ryan's 5,900, Prescott's 6,000, so there isn't really a lot of variety there. So if you're hating on Atlanta, go with Prescott. If you can't stand the Cowboys like I can, don't go with Prescott. That's fine, too. Getting us to our running backs. And this is where the conversation where, where your quarterback, you can start to smell a stack. There is a name that the metric loves, and it's Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is the 2019 metric Blake Bortles. Everybody loves Blake Bortles. I think it's possible that Blake Bortles is actually Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette just is doesn't is not a real person, and Blake Bortles is just playing running back. And now Deb is stop listening. <laughs> hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Not only did I say hi to Deb, but I said it in a stupid voice. So Okay. <laughs> So Fournette is – I like Fournette's chances this week. Carolina, my God. They're, what happened to this team? They kind of just disintegrated. Oh, my on God. On both sides of the ball. I mean, their kicker's all right, but other than that, and McCaffrey. They couldn't stop a snail going backwards at this point from gaining yardage. So, I mean, it, it, it's – so I like Fournette. I like um, Carson a little bit. Meh. Like, not love. I like Zeke Elliott this week, too. Again, same thing. Green Bay – their front line has been very iffy, very iffy, hit or miss. So if you like Dak Prescott, Zeke is a stack that makes sense because Zeke will catch passes out of the backfield. So if you're looking for reach value, Philip Lindsay's not a bad option. Um, he's losing some touches to Royce Freeman. Uh, the metric likes David Montgomery. I'm not touching him. The And there's three other names here that the there metric is. likes. Marlon Mack, Josh Jacobs, and David Johnson. I am not touching any of those folks. David Johnson's only value right now is as a pass catcher. That's it. Now, granted, they've been throwing the ball a lot. He's been scoring a lot of fantasy points there. I think he's in the top 10 in running backs, which is you know shocking for me because he's not number one and he's not in the top five, so that guy can still suck it. But <laughs> I, I'm not touching those guys. I'm really looking at a Fournette-Zeke pairing. Or like a, a Fournette and then going with like maybe a Christian McCaffrey because he's going to see such a heavy workload. He's just so expensive. So I'm going to split value here. What do you like? Let's see what we got here. Um, yeah, I like Zeke against Green Bay. Um, I still, I kind of want to use Mark Ingram. Uh, you, you know, I'm you, a, know? My, I, you can't talk to me about Mark Ingram. I'm a Mark Ingram I know. apologist. I know. Mark Ingram could six- rob a bank right now <laughs> and I would be like, you still got to start him on Sunday. <laughs> I love Mark Ingram. I think I just think he has been he's been tremendous. He was tremendous in New Orleans. I think he has taken that to Baltimore. He hasn't had he had that one huge game. He did. That one huge game. And the rest of it's been very average, ten to fifteen points. But I mean what's his what's his price point this 63. week? Sixty three. Ah, well that's a yeah, because that's what have I got him tagged for? And again, I'm an apologist. So I've got him tagged for sixteen points, which puts him under the value line. But, um, you know, to be honest, the, the pure value line this week, Carson's the only one that clears it. So I'm not really too shocked by that. If I get 16 points out of Mark Ingram at 6,300, I'm okay as long as I get value somewhere else. Then I got to start fair. a Fournette or I got to start a Carson. So I don't, I, I don't dislike right. that. You know what I really like now that, you, now that you bring it up? Yeah. How about a Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, and then maybe you drop Ingram in the flex? I mean, if you can afford it. You that save up, work. you save up enough, you could do it. Let's talk about wideouts. Let's talk about ways. Yeah, because the wideout I really like this week. Yeah, who you uh, got? Let's start with you. 
I honestly, because of the injury to Devontae Adams and then Aaron Rodgers remembering how to play football. Oh, no. Don't, no, no. I really like Marquez this week. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I do. You cannot get on the I Marquez Van- Valdez, Scandling, Jr., Marco, Rubio, whatever. He's 5,600. He catches two passes a month. Yeah, but now that Devontae Adams is out. Devontae Adams has missed games before. And Marquez Vantes Scandling, who's I can't even say his name. I can't even say his name. The law firm. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I can't. I can't. You know what? The problem, and this is the problem with the Green Bay. I want to like Marquez Vantes. Oh, I can't even say his name. <laughs> I can't, where is he on Marquez my list? Marquez Val- Valdez Scandling. Marquez Valdez Scandling. All right, I'll get used to it. I want to like him. I have used Geronimo, Geronimo Allison twice this year. Twice Geronimo Allison has broken my heart. It's he is Geronimo Allison is a poor man, Stefan Diggs. At some point this year, he's going to score 22 points in a game. Yes. It's going to happen. You good luck telling me when. <laughs> because I thought it was going to be in week two, and it wasn't. It was all Devontae Adams. Last week, I thought it was going to be Marquez, Val- Van- Marquez Valdez <laughs> Scantling. I will get that before the end of the year. I swear to God. I thought it was going to be him, and it wasn't. So I, I honestly cannot. I, I, I'm looking at the Green Bay offense. Rodgers is a solid play. He's too expensive for DFS. Right. Um, because Well, because his 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 projected points is going to go down because his best target is out. So, I mean, that's just common sense. I like I like Rodgers in general this week, but I can't use his receivers. I, I'm looking at, and this is going to shock folks, there's one unified player that the metric loves, and it makes not a lick of sense, and it's Michael Thomas. How is he only 6,600? Because Drew Brees is not playing in this game. And that's it. Wow. But last week, I think he scored like 14, 15 points. He was still he productive because Teddy Bridgewater is going to throw short routes. And there is nobody in the league who comes back for a short route like Michael Thomas. Nobody. Nobody nope. does it as good as he does. So I, I'm going to pay up for, for him this week. I'm not big on Curtis Samuel. The metric likes him. I'm eh. Cooper Cup, yeah, but you got to pay up for him. So, eh, Julio, eh, Brandon Cooks and Bob Woods. Again, they're on the road. I don't know. These guys are all on my list. Keenan Allen is somebody I'm definitely looking at because um, that game is in L.A., and I think Denver can't stop him. Will Fuller's a, fa- a fascinating play to me because he's 4, only 4,500. 4, that saves and you a, a lot of money. And a game that's probably going to be a shootout. If I go with Will Fuller, I can probably afford Michael Thomas and then somebody else I like. Larry Fitzgerald is still staring. Hey, I have used Larry Fitz every freaking week, and only last He's week was reliable, the only time. Man. Last week, he only scored like eight points. He wasn't very good last week, but the first three weeks, he was absolutely value play after value play, and he's slowly been creeping up, and he finally got to $6,000, and now it's kind of like, a, can I use him? Yeah, because Christian Kirk is hurt. So, I mean, I, my ideal lineup right now is probably Michael Thomas. It's a combination of Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Will Fuller, and Larry Fitzgerald. However, I can siphon that off. Anybody else you like besides uh, giving up your, your goat on MVS? <laughs> uh, let's see what else we have. I mean, if you're, if you're using Matt Ryan, I mean, Calvin Ridley is only 4900 You need to save He's money. He's just so erratic. <clears throat> it is. It's just is. so erratic. And I if mean, you want to pay be... up for it, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is seventy eight. I think I think they're gonna force feed Julio the ball like crazy. Historically, when Atlanta has a blowout, they force feed Julio. 
So I, I think, and that game is at Houston. I think it's going to be a high-flying game. Don't be shocked if each quarterback has over 40 attempts in this game. Really right. don't, because you can't trust Devontae Freeman. You know, you can't trust Edo Smith. So I'm Portland Sun's 4,900. I don't know what to make of Denver. I thought Denver offensively was going to be better than this. I didn't expect them to be good. I didn't expect them to be like Green Bay or uh, even Kansas City good. Um, but I, I I didn't expect them to be this bad. Uh, Manny Sanders is also down there. So look, here's a question. Yeah. If Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton are both reasonable plays, how come Joe Flacco isn't a value play? He's the one that's got to throw them the damn ball, right? Yeah, let's go back to the quarterback list. Uh, I he's 4,700 for 14 and a half points. Yeah, he's going to throw for 14. That means he's all of his yardage is going to those two guys, except we know it's not. No. Because we're going to move on to tight end because yeah. there is a name that is being whispered by the metric. This is Britt's value play of the week, Noah Fant. I think this is the week that Fant is going to break out. He is my highest valued tight end this week. He's only 2,800. I think he's good for eight points. Now, here's the thing. Eight right. points ain't a lot. No. It is very rare that I recommend anybody. Oh, Craig's reaching in the bag. All right, so Storm 51 is done? It's done. And you're, you survived it's, it. I survived it. It it wasn't bad. It's still, it's just beer. Like nothing, I agree. No, nothing to write home about. I agree. So what do you got right. in your hand now? What do you give something more exciting? Uh, this is um, pumpkin ale. Is that by, dogfish? By dogfish. Oh, I like their pumpkin beer. I like yes. that their pumpkin beer. With a pumpkin band on the label. Yep. Yep. There is a bottle opener on the strap there if you need it. I do. That's Thank a, you. That was a gift from, uh, from Sean for being at his wedding. It's just the most fantastic cooler of all time. I do love it. I do love it. Sean, by the way, if you're listening, I've sent you He's three not. texts this week asking if you're going to watch football because I full disclosure, folks. Yeah. The first four weeks of the season, I have been busy with other things. I have not sat on a couch on a Sunday and just watched football all season. No, me either. This will you work on Sundays. Yeah. Sadly. That's kind of different. I've just had a cluster F of different things going on to the point where I have not. So I said to my wife two weeks ago, I said, listen to me. Week five, <laughs> don't plan anything for Sunday. Well, we're going to go pumpkin picking nope. with my family Saturday. <laughs> well, they wanted to go on nope. su- Saturday. <laughs> so, and, and, that, and she's like, well, th- well, yeah, actually, now that you mention it, it is Saturday. It's the pumpkins on the pier thing in Milford. Ball. I'm like, that's great. I'm in. I'm in. Don't call me on Sunday. At 12 o'clock on Sunday, I'm in a jersey. I'm on somebody's couch that's not my own because my wife is not going to sit there and let me watch football all day. Because And that's just rude. She loves Halloween. So it's October now. Forget right. it. I guarantee as I'm sitting in the studio right now, she's sitting at home watching some random scary movie. So that's just her. I'm not going to punish her by making her watch football. But I'm going to be at somebody's house watching football. Damn it. It might be Sean. might be Cinch. Cinch, you do listen to this. If by the time you listen to this... Call me because if you're going to be home on Sunday, I might come over. I'll stop. Uh, you know what? And I'll, I'll, I'll up it. If whoever I'm going to see, I'll stop at Tribus on the way. Oh, that double dry hopped I've been juicing we like so much. Yeah. Back in cans. Ooh. Yeah, they recanned it. Oh, nice. Oh, I got to go get some. <laughs> we really like that one. So That was good. It was very good. Okay, it's tight end. So we're talking about North Fan. Yeah. You don't want $2,800, but he's only good for eight points. Well, Britt, I want more points out of my tight end. Well, the metric is going to give you a name you don't want to hear, and it's Greg Olson. I've got him projected for almost 11 points. He's at $4,000. That puts him just under 20, uh, 2.7x. 
Well, Britt, I, after last week, after you led me astray by talking about Greg Olson, and I don't blame you because I think Carolina is woeful aside from Christian McCaffrey, you got to pay up for Travis Kelsey or, or, or go Austin Hooper. Here's the thing. Austin Hooper is the least consistent tight end of all time. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's an exaggeration. No, right. But yeah, this but year, still. five points, 25 points. Pick a side. Here's the thing. He's only 4,500. So the question in your mind is, with all the garbage going on with Atlanta, can he get to 14 points? And the answer is maybe. Maybe. The question is, how certain are you of it? Now, don't forget, who's our value play at quarterback? It's Matt Ryan. So now you've got your stack. You can now stack Matt Ryan with Austin Hooper, still get the running backs and wide receivers you want, but if they do force the ball to Julio or force the ball to Calvin Ridley, you're screwed. So, Craig. Yep. Who do you like this week at tight end? Uh, Noah Fant because he's cheap. You've been a big, I'm, you've been a big Noah Fant guy, especially now that Hawkinson is out. This for, year, Craig has been all over the rookie tight ends. I have been, I have been. Um, I am not a Delaney Walker fan. I am not a Tennessee fan. We don't discuss Delaney Walker on this podcast. <laughs> but um, he's a little pricey. But I do, I do like Darren Waller. Oh, yeah, and who was the who are the first guys on Darren Waller? Oh, that's right, us. And like weeks <laughs> one and two, we were told to use Darren Waller. Nobody listened. They all laughed nope, at us. They did. They said, they you're did. mad. And um, now what, what does Darren Waller cost now? 5000 5000 He was 2200 in week one. He <laughs> yep. was like $2,000 in week one. In week two, they were like, oh, I can't do it again. He was 2500 Now, granted, I broke the, my own rule there. Yeah. I used the hot hand in weeks one and two. But once you get up to weeks three and four, and the hand is still hot, that's, that's not a hot hand. That's a breakout player. We are now four weeks into the season, folks. If at this point in your year, and I've been telling, after week one, I said patience. After week two, I said patience. After week three, I said modified patience. If you're 0-3, if you're 1-2, and 2, go out there and make a deal. This is now week four. Now is not panic, but now is go time. If you're not at least two and two in your home league or in your online league, do something about it. Yeah, at least pick people up. If you're not, yeah, if you're not working your waiver wire, and if you're in a fourteen teamer and and a deep bench league, that may not be possible. If you're in a dynasty, that may not be possible. Dynasty is different because you carry over folks week year to year. So you may want to do it. I'm not saying hit the panic button. I will say this: zero and five is the panic button. Zero and five, and you are one loss from done, in my opinion. So go out there. Make the deals now. Start getting yourself done. Because if you don't, then your deals are going to be trading for picks next year. And that's if you're in a yeah. league that's year to year. So if you are, if you're sitting after week four with one or fewer wins, you have got to make a move now. Yep. And if you are sitting at zero and five after this week or one and four, now you are hitting the panic button. So avoid hitting that panic button and get a win. Go out there and get a win. We had a really bad oh. beat, by the way. In our dynasty league this week, I don't know if you saw I it. I saw it. I saw we it. lost by a third of a point. Yes, I lost by a third of a point in a game we were supposed to lose miserably. The statistical calculator gave us a twenty percent chance of winning, and we only lost by a third of a point. So we right now in that league are one and three. But yep. I am number one. It's a dynasty, and number two, I'm not going to hit the panic button because we are we are just outside of there. You know who's coming back this week? Who's that? Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon is back. When is um? When is what's his name back in Cleveland? What's his name in Cleveland? The former chief running back whose name I'm just blanking on. Who's that guy? Hunt? Yeah, when is he back? Is Not it this week? Like 
week eight, I think. Oh, he's he's going longer. Somebody else is back this week. Ben Watson is back this week. Darnold, I think, is back this week. Darnold practiced today. Oh, my God. Sam Darnold practiced today. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, our dynasty team becomes has, a real team again. Has all of a sudden gone from, holy crap, we need to pick up Sam Darnold's backup to we have Aaron Rodgers, Joe Flacco, and Sam Darnold. Our, pro- our weakest position is no longer quarterback. So we're probably going to bench Flacco. And we're still carrying six quarterbacks. I'm just going to throw this out there, and yeah. I know because I'm a Bengals fan. Yeah. I'm just saying Arizona has given up the most points, fantasy points, at tight ends. So Really? Yeah. But so, can Tyler Eifert stay healthy? That's a different question. <laughs> but it's related. <laughs> it's really it's still the greatest name and of right all time. I furred my uh, back. Well, he's 3,300. So just throwing it out there. All right, so I'm looking at Noah Fant. I'm looking at Noah Fant if I want the cheap option. I'm looking at Travis Kelsey, and I'm paying up for Travis Kelsey if I want the reliable option. Defenses. Uh, the metric really loves the Steelers, not because they're good, but because they're cheap and because Lamar Jackson is finally starting to show some signs of being a rookie, which he's not. Which he's not. But he is. Yeah, being a, a first-year starter. Let's put it that way. Um I've, I'm not going to really go for them. I'm probably going to pay up a little bit and take the Chargers at home against Denver. I don't think outside of Noah Fant, I really don't fear. I We talked about Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders, that the metric was kind of high on them, but it's not high on Joe Flacco. So if you're saying Noah Fant is the value tight end of the week, right. and you're saying Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders have a chance to make value, but their quarterback will not. How in the holy hell are those three guys making value if Joe Flacco can't? Ooh. That's what well, I'm saying. So I'm I'm looking at the Chargers as the defense to use this week. Who do you like? Uh, Defensive-wise, uh, I mean, if you want to pay up for the Patriots, I mean, they're playing Washington. That's that's like that's like the stud they're, pick. Yeah, but they're, they're so 40, expensive. They're forty-three hundred dollars. Forty-three hundred. Now they're going to get you at least ten points. There's no question in my mind they're going to get at least 10 points unless unless Washington pulls something out of their yeah, butt. You got, the, you got the Vikings against the uh, Wait a Giants. Yeah. Why is this missorted? I don't know. I'm looking at this, and it's telling me something I, I should. My God. Uh-oh. Please stand by. <laughs> yeah, the, the metric is showing me values that are not. Oh, I know what happened. Okay. Oh, he had a button in Excel. Yep. No, the Chargers are now top of my list. The Chargers were number two on my list, and now they're number one. There, so when I some of the data I enter in manually. So when I was entering the projections, I accidentally added an extra digit to the Jaguar prediction. So instead of what I have them at, where's the Jags? Where are they? The Jags are three thousand. Okay, yeah, and I have them at seven point two points. I accidentally put them at seventeen point two points. Whoops. Yeah. So all of a sudden the metric was like, that's the greatest thing of all time. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. And I mean. It- Eagles are 3,700, and they're playing the Jets. The Jets are not spectacular. but Quarterback's Dar- coming back. But if Darnold comes back and Chris Hearn's coming back. Yeah. Oh, is that is that, is that, a, is that a risky, risky stack? You know what? Maybe, we did it a couple times last year to pay it off. Maybe a tournament. I'm just saying. Okay, so let's. Something to think about. We're not going to advocate for that, but. Something to think about. That's all. Just saying. <laughs> all right, you, you want to you go crazy here? All right. All right, you put you put Noah Fant at tight end. All right, wait, wait. Let you me put, open draft No, 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 we're not going to do that. Oh. We're not going to do that just because this is that crazy. I'm not going to finish the thought. But Sam Darnold and you put Chris Herndon at flex. <laughs> I've seen folks who've been starting tight ends at flex. Oh, me too. People Ingram, love... Ingram is like the top flex spot tight end in the Giants. Oh, yeah, Ingram, yeah. I have seen people who have started Waller and Ingram 
you know, in, in the same in the same line for Andrews. Everybody loves Mark Andrews. Again, he came back to earth a little bit this week too. He's going to be as Lamar Jackson goes. So, all right, believe it or not, we are out. All right, so let me, we're almost out of time. Let me, yeah. Let's just do a quick recap. So quarterback, you got some options there. Mahomes is probably the safest play, even though he had a bad week. Matt Ryan is my recommendation. Craig kind of likes Dak Prescott. At running back, I really like Leonard Fournette paired with a stronger uh, stud guy. I really like the combination of, of Michael Thomas with either Keenan Allen, Will Fuller, Larry Fitzgerald, any of those three. Uh, tight end, if you're looking to save money, this is the place to do it because Noah Fant is extremely cheap. And Greg Olson has come down in price too. And I think Olson's going to bounce back. If you want a little bit of a safer play, Austin Hooper's only 4,500. And then defensively, the Chargers are my pick for the week. But if you're looking to go cheap, you're looking at the Steelers. Okay, Craig, final thoughts. What do you got for us going into week five? Final thoughts. Well, I just looked it up and Chris Herndon's not an option in DraftKings. Makes me sad. He's not on the list. He's not on the list. But he said he was coming back this week. I thought he was a four-game suspension. Oh, they had a bye. Oh. He hasn't played a fourth game. He's next it's week. four games. games not, not four, four weeks. weeks. Uh-huh. Herndon won't be back till week five. All so right. prepare for Already working. I'm sorry, this is week <laughs> five. In week six, get ready for the Chris Herndon, Sam Darnold stack. Yeah, it's going to happen. Darnold comes back this week and looks okay. It's going to happen. It doesn't. His spleen doesn't explode. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Sorry, but anyway, your final thought. Uh, final thought, yeah, going back to what Britt said, um, don't be afraid to make some moves or trades, you know, just off, even if like no one's offering you anything, just offer other people. Yeah, don't wait. Trades. Don't wait. Don't be that guy who you know? waits for somebody to start the conversation and don't be afraid I've to tried, be laughed at. I've tried multiple trades in my work league and I get turned down a lot, but at least yeah. I'm doing it. And don't be afraid <laughs> to be laughed at, you know, and you never know who you're going to get laughed at in the dynasty league we're in. I got laughed at for asking about Benny Snell. I was told Benny Snell is untouchable. It's Benny Snell. As much as I love little Benny Snell, he's touched the ball. He scored fancy points one out of the first four weeks. He's not, a, but for this guy, he's the future of the Steelers. And it just turns out that Benny Snell is from like his hometown or something like that. So he's go. not going to do it. So mine, mine is um, don't worry about one bad week. The way to bounce back from a bad week is to be safe and to be kind of uh, conscientious and things of that nature when you're doing your DFS lineups this week. Don't back off. Stick to your plan. Conversely, you have a bad week like I had last week. You don't overreact one way or the other. You don't cut down your bankroll spending and you don't increase it based off of the previous week. You look at the week, you look at your confidence level, and you stick to your bankroll plan. That is my advice this week for DFS. If you lost 200 bucks last week, some people go out there and go, well, I'm only going to wager 50 because I don't want to go down. And some people are going to go, well, I'm going to make it back up. I'm going to wager everything. Don't do that. It's a marathon, folks. It is not a sprint. There are 17 weeks in the season for DFS and then the playoffs. The playoffs are a little less reliable, but you got 17 weeks. Right now, the metric is firing at about 75%. That means you're going to win 12 or 13 out of 17 weeks. As long as you stick to your plan and you don't give up on it and don't go nuts, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay, people. I <laughs> promise you. Craig survived that Storm 51 beer. He's going to be okay. There's another one in the fridge. He's probably going to give it to the cats. <laughs> Maybe. As always, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us because we're on like 36 networks now. 
That's right. Find out about another one every week. Third year breakout, like a receiver. Yeah, except that's a total myth statistically. But that's beside the point. John Ross. Unless you're John Ross. Well, John Ross. John Ross needs to play three seasons worth of games before he dies. So (laughs) I hope so. Someday. We didn't even get to injuries this week. That's how crazy it's been. So um, uh, leave us a review. Uh, reach out to us at Twitter, uh, at FignutsDFS. You can always email us, FignutsDFS at gmail.com. I want to toss in a quick thank you again to the guys over at Field Conditions Podcast. It was lovely chatting with them. We're looking forward to having them on in the not-too-distant future. Again, trying to work out those audio issues so that when we do have them on, they sound fantastic. But once we have that all worked out, we will definitely have them on because they have a wealth of knowledge about how games can be affected by weather, and it's a fascinating topic. Uh, Until then, we will be back next week. Enjoy week five. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. (laughs) 